This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 7, track 8. Love Tried to Welcome Me. After all that drama of Forbidden Love, all that restlessness, we slide into a beautiful ballad, very mellow, got some mandolins on it. It's just yeah. lovely. Inspired by a stripper, um, by all accounts, Madonna. Madonna met a stripper and was like drawn to the story of her. And um, I love it. I think it's a really beautiful song, um, and I love the strings that are added to it. And um, there's an orchestralness. I think it's laying the ground for a lot of the stuff that's to come, um, mm-hmm. much in the way that like, and, and yet. Much in the way that, like you know, it's 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 take a bow. It's you'll see. It's it's all of the stuff that's that's coming up. Um, yep. And it's definitely a, a, a an adult contemporary step for Madonna too. Um, yeah, and it's just beautiful. I love this song. I really do. Yeah, I love this song too. I I um I love I love I agree with you. I love how the song starts with those beautiful strings. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity of the beat, which is very like just. Boom, here it is, plopped down, but it just is consistent. I love the lyrics. I like her voice in this. I like her melody uh, harmonizing with her with herself. Mm. Yeah, um, I like the lyrics as well, too. It's another, it is like this wounded warrior woman, you know, that yeah. is like a new persona for her. Like, yeah. you know, or persona that she's been honing. Um, and I also really like, it's... It feels like this is where, and it is like the album kind of gives in to, I don't know, I would call it a simplicity and also just like kind of a bareness. Um, yeah, I, I, this is one of those tracks that, you know, when we were talking with people about if Madonna did an orchestral show where everybody, where it was her in an orchestra with her on a stool. This is one of those songs that people have mentioned they love to hear because yeah. it does have this spareness to it that um, it's almost, it, it, it reminds me kind of a Breathless Mahoney. This would be in her cabaret act and um, w- with a lot more maturity. Like this is after Ma- Breathless Mahoney is kind of retired and is kind of doing her comeback tour. <laughs> She'd have this song added to it. I don't know that I would see this in Breathless Mahoney's um, show. I don't. I can't. Her totally comeback show, that. not the one in 1990. Like after she's like gone to rehab and then come back and Why is playing think, the well, Coconut Grove. She's at the Coconut Grove for three <laughs> okay. nights. It's like maybe ten years later. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Then she's like, this is like a story from the road, like. Because after, you know, the peak of her career, she had to start to play really 
dark places. And yeah. then she's finally back and hears a song about her journey. All right. I can take that. I can take that. Okay. Um, I do think it's a character song in that way. Like that it's as if, you know, whether this was truly inspired by a stripper or not, that she's embodying that, that character of like, um, you know, just, yeah, writing from this point of view. And in that way, I think the poetry and lyrics are, are exceptional. Well, I love the lyric. These are my lips, but they whisper sorrow. This is my voice, but it's telling lies. I know how to laugh, but I don't know happiness. And I must confess. there are no tricks or bells or whistles to the song and it allows i mean i think the strings and the and the the instrumentation really magnify the simplicity of madonna's message and and but the emotion of the song is really complicated and interesting and i love that she is putting the onus not on an external no she is she is her own culprit Mm -hmm. in this song yeah. Like love tried to welcome me in my soul. I am pulling back. I right. am the one keeping myself from happiness. Yes. And that's a big shift for, for Madonna. Yes. Yes. She's taking the responsibility. This is, this is the therapy. I think everyone feels loneliness sometimes. Um, I think everyone feels sadness. I think everyone feels certain times in their life. God, you know, I had something great and I screwed it up. You know, I could have done it and I didn't. I didn't have the courage, whatever. I think, um, I think that my feelings aren't so unique. I think everyone feels that way. Mark. Yes. Have you ever had times in your life where love tried to welcome you and your soul drew back? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, I think love's very scary. I think um, the vulnerability that it requires is is really terrifying, and I think um, I struggle. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I struggle with that a lot. Um, particularly as I get older, it's, I get more set in my ways instead of, and I really actively try to stay open. Um, and I use actually, I I kind of um, take a lot of inspiration from Madonna um, at at this time and probably until two thousand ten where she just is kind of stays even as she's aging and she's got the kids and, you know, things are kind of, you know, her quote unquote story has been written. Um, certainly in terms of love and relationships, um, she stays open and curious and, and, and brings new people into her orbit. So I'm always trying to do that and keep that happening. Um, but that's very different than being in love with somebody and making that work and opening yourself up to that. So yeah, I think I have, I mean, and I can think of, I don't have regrets because they weren't the right thing, but I am I have disappointments on my behavior, I think. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. where I could have been a little more vulnerable, a little more open, a little more readily accessible to somebody trying to have a relationship with me and it didn't work and I couldn't do it or I was distracted or I missed the moment and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Hmm. I think a lot. I mean, I think, um, again, no regrets. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy in my relationship with Shelton, but even in that, I'll say like, love is really hard. And there are lots of times in our relationship where I feel like he's really open. Um, and I squash it, you know, yeah. like in, you know, and that we have to sort of work through that or like, yeah, moments where I feel like he's moving closer to me, even and love always develops and evolves, and and I will like say no, and either literally say no or through action <laughs> now you know, say no. I think when I was younger, um, there were lots of guys who, um, on both sides, either like one of us, you know, would blink or want to walk away at a moment where things were got a little bit harder or, mm. or someone became a little more open, you know? Um, and there's always that moment, like, you know, when you're dating somebody, when it goes from dating to something else and then it becomes or something else to dating again or something else to note nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I all think, timing. Don't you think it's timing? So 100%. much is about timing. And, and I think of, of, you know, these songs and the way that, just songwriters in general write about love. They never real. I mean, like I love this idea of so much of it is about luck and timing and being in the yeah. right place in the right moment at the right space for each other. And even after you found a relationship and you found somebody that you want to try and build something with, I think it's really hard to stay synced up. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, Sheldon and I met when we were 25, when we yeah. were in graduate school and um, I love this story, by the, the very way. first. Yeah, I'll try to. Yeah, get I the, love their story. It's wonderful. The very first day that we met, Sheldon asked me on a date, and we were oh, so we were in a support group together. Yeah. That's how we met. And right after the support group, Sheldon asked me out, and I turned him down because I was like, "It's not appropriate." <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that to him? It's I, not it, appropriate it, for you to ask me that. I said, "How dare you." Don't you know? It's not appropriate. It really isn't appropriate. I was going to say, wow, that's kind of the first rule. Isn't that the first rule? It wasn't a rule. Like it had never, it wasn't a rule that came up that first day. But I Obviously. was like, I don't think this is right. Um, but I was definitely attracted to him. And then. Um, we, and his way of breaking the rules. Yeah. <laughs> he saw the rules and he thumbed his nose and says, I'm going to ask that fox out. Fox. So then like. Um, we became like great friends. Mm. And I think like it was 10 plus years later when we finally, you know, got together and it was about timing. Like we both watched each other go through, I think it was 15 years later. Um, we both watched each other go through multiple long-term relationships. Like, and I think we sort of both just like mellowed out till we finally were ready for each other. Mm. So I don't know that our souls drew back, but they were waiting for the right moment. Well, and and I think that, I do think that there are a lot of, I mean, 
my most successful relationships are ones that are ongoing and, and people who um, we may have had a wonderful love affair or something, but then we stay friends or we stay connected and there's some kind of connection. And, um, and you draw on all that history when you ex when you encounter them again in 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 a friendship way in a romantic way whatever and there's something really powerful about that history and being a witness to each other's kind of lives in this way that um that i think is really comforting as as kind of we barrel towards middle age or intimate through middle age and and how that kind of almost kind of gives you a comfort to each mm. other. It's like, oh, well, this person's seen me at totally. this and this, this and this and this, and they're still here looking. And so things can't be that bad. True. You know? Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. And I love, I mean, the loneliness. Yeah. The loneliness mm -hmm. in this song is really, um, uh, it helps to, to battle that, that she's articulating in the song. Cause I think the song is just so beautifully, I mean, we, we just, just talked about it. it. It's a song that where all the pieces should fit together and it doesn't. And you really are asking yourself and she doesn't ask this, but I think, I think for me, when that I'm in that situation, I go, what's wrong with me? Why can't I make this work? All the pieces are here. Well, that's the thing I think that's different though about this song is that the character that she plays in this song is like, my heart is a lonely hunter that actually she'll never be able to be with anybody really. She'll never really be able to give her soul to anybody. This character mm. is instead of spring, it's always winter. Like she lives, this, this character lives in a darker space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it just made me think of coyote, the, um, Joni Mitchell song. I was going to just, I was when you said no regrets, I was like, no regrets, coyote. <laughs> we just come from different sets, different of, sets circumstance. of circumstance. We're up all night in the studio when you're up early on, on your, your ranch. You're busting down the blue mare's tail. You know what? We should do and all I want to do is talk about Joni Mitchell. Maybe oh just a special God. episode. Just I'd love about, to do an episode about Hajira. Uh, I would totally do an episode about Hajira. My birth year, 1976. It's her best album. Uh, I, I agree. love it. Love I it, love it, love it, uh, love it. All right, let's do that. Let's do that as like a spinoff. Well, you know, um, she said, she says, she says that the songwriting's her favorite on Hajira. She it's, says it's pretty It is the best. Yeah, yeah, it is the best. Um and she's writing about the same thing. She's writing about she's a lonely hunter in that. I mean, she's a lonely hunter, and hajira means to flee with with um, honor. That's what the word means. It's mm. a it's a Native American word, mm. and um, and she she's did. A, she's she a black was, crow. Yeah, black crow flies on the tree. <laughs> oh. But we always have the songs of the ladies to keep us comfortable when we're hearts are breaking.
I also love when she talks about what my soul drew back, guilty of lust and sin. I was covered with dust, covered with sorrow, covered. Oh, so beautiful. It's so it's so gorgeous. And it's not only, yeah, the gorgeousness comes from the fact that it feels like unlike Don't Stop, which is a true throwaway track. Like yeah. that she did this sort of like in 10 minutes, this song, because it feels so effortless. And yet I know there was a lot of effort put into it, but it's so easy and smooth and real you know like i love yes that about it. and i and i do love the kind of like sub you know subconscious literary references and it, it, yeah. it goes back to madonna as the reader and um yeah, and yeah. as somebody who's incorporating all kinds of i mean i i'm sure she's reading lots of like Anne sexton poetry at this point and she's really in a place of like where do i who who are my literary touchstones that i can like look to for inspiration and solace because i'm my own worst enemy and i'm finally willing to acknowledge that yeah yeah when it in comes love. to love yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. never did it live never mm. was a single disappears yeah. this is one of those buried album tracks that you really have to listen to the record to get to yeah. um and i think it's really a worthwhile discovery for people 100 percent. till next time So, as promised, we have a couple. Um, we're going to field a question today from one of our listeners. Yes. Uh, this question comes from David Hoffaditz Beauregard. Hi, David. Hi, David. Um, and thank you so much for the um, uh, sweet words about the podcast. We we love you too. Um, the question he had was, "Where did our theme song come from?" Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Well, Kenny, this question's for you. It is for me. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, David, for asking. Um, I made the theme song. It's my original composition. It's actually part of this other piece that I made called "You Are Star." It was like the exit music um, for that piece, and um, and that's where it comes from. So yeah, it's my original composition. And uh, he. Kenny has some amazing music in We Are Star and um, You Are Star. You Are Star, and then in 1993, there, it's a whole musical. It is, yes. Yeah, and if so, if you like that, you should listen to 1993, which is available um, all over the place. Yeah, I can sort of send a link if you're actually interested. Just yeah, reach out to us on yeah. social media yeah. because you yeah. can. It's available. And it's all. really kind of beautiful, and I uh, the music in 1993 particularly is really cool. Thank you, Mark Snyder. You're welcome. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. <laughs>